happens when I do an Italian accent for too long is I end up sounding like Borat. Yeah, that's really what and ends up happening. It's what happens the other way around, too. When I'm trying to do Borat, I end up sounding like I'm Italian. Yeah, usually if you do an accent, whatever accent it is, it it turns all the way around to being Italian. Like whatever it always does. It, yeah. yeah. The only time it doesn't is when I start mocking the French. Please which I do often. Please mock the French. Yeah, uh, no Wee oui, oui, I eat <laughs> my baguette and I... Uh, <laughs> I, I love uh, the, the age of consent being a uh, 15. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, the, I don't, the, the I, don't. And, uh, <laughs> I don't like a movie too. And uh, the Libertal Enasium. Fuck the snail. Th- that's going Italian already. Exactly. <laughs> I thought I wouldn't. Um, uh, I fucked the snail. What? Because they eat snails. Oh, yeah. Portuguese people eat snails, too. Oh, well. In, in like, rural areas, eat snails. I I, I think it's disgusting. So, the thing is about it is, so, when I have, like, someone very close to me that's from, like, one, from a country, like, for example, Pedro, Portugal, Jelly in Canada. Yeah. uh, I guess now Marcy, Poland. You count now, too. (laughs) It's Poland, Uh, actually. Poland. Poland? It's it's a bit. It's because it's poop. Because it's because shit. Because it's a shit country with poop. Is that the bit? No, oh. it's... I saw I saw a yeah. Polish movie called Satan Said Dance once. Shit was terrible. It was like it made it was in Warsaw. It made it look like the worst place to ever live in. Like it, Warsaw felt, it is like worst... a bombing zone. It's it's ugly. The people are terrible. The dialect is terrible. It should be bombarded again, to be honest. <laughs> Let me be honest. Let me be honest. <laughs> it should have never got rebuilt. Uh, the, yeah, no, I saw it and it's just so grey and like oblique mm. and so like you could feel like the concrete kind of like slip its way into your pores while I watched this movie in my comfy cinema chair in Edinburgh. I was like, it was horrid horrid looking place but you're from there so you know there's one benefit (laughs) and robert Lewandowski. yeah scores goals he's also and matty cash matty cash yeah um who else is from poland um polanski well (laughs) i would say that you are better than rowan polanski i'll say that much i think uh joseph conrad was also polish Who? who was who was also polish joseph conrad the guy oh. who wrote oh. uh, the heart of darkness. Why did I almost say house of darkness? Like he just built a house and it like was the, dark. Ha- the house of black. Body Matthews. Okay, that's we're going off the <laughs> Do you ever just think about how there are men that have been given the name Buddy at birth? Yeah, Buddy. What the hell kind like, of? Like you look at that? a baby like, me, boy no. and I'm like, oh, what Buddy? I think names such as like Buddy and Bonnie and like or I don't know Dick. Are names are, cheek. or yeah, are names given or funny? Like are names given to children that the parents know that they're wealthy enough that those children will never have to submit a resume to get any job. So my theory is that they look at their baby and they're like, "Oh wow, that's a fuck ugly baby. I'm gonna fuck <laughs> with their life." If you were pretty, I would have given you like a real name like Celeste, but instead you get like your name's Butt Cheek Johnson. Maybe. I guess we'll never know. I want to, like, sit down and ask someone 
who like who names their child like Dick in 2022. Yeah. What are you doing and why? Yeah. Like and, that's just mean. <laughs> and this is just a qualm with the specific name. What kind of name is Duncan? What Duncan? Duncan, yeah. Why did David it's Bowie name his kid Duncan? Yeah, du- it's a Scottish name. Duncan's uh, I have a cousin named Duncan. Really? I, yeah. I for some reason I always hated that name. I don't know why. No, I like I like Duncan because it's okay. like Duncan Donuts. <laughs> You guys have Krispy Kreme in your respective nations? No, because uh, I don't have Krispy Kreme, which is, uh, I got Krispy Kreme for the first time in uh, Glasgow train station. The Glasgow train station, I used to eat, so before when I was going in person college, I had to take a second train from Glasgow Central Station, and I would all, the trains only ran like once every 15 minutes, so I would just sit in Krispy Kreme and eat a donut every morning, and I was like... I don't even really like donuts all that much. They're not my favorite by any means. But I have like a, I grew up like a tolerance to the donut. And now I like donuts. We have actually different donuts than you guys. We don't have, like in Central Europe, the donuts are whole. Like you don't have the, like there's no hole hole. in the hole. So it's like a paste, it's like a more typical like pastry than a donut. Yeah. And you have like gel, jelly inside usually or, um, or marmalade. Yeah. And what we in Portugal call that, what we in Portugal call that, it's like a Berlin ball. Oh yeah. 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 So it's like the Berlin wall. (laughs) Exactly. So your mouth would be knocking it down to embrace capitalism. Or communism. Who knows? I mean, I would prefer that, but I don't feel like Krispy Kreme will advocate for communism. Anymore. No, ba- back at it again at Krispy Kreme. Ben and Jerry just putting on like saying, oh, yes, with our ice cream, a free copy of Das Kapital. <laughs> Isn't Ben and Jerry the one chain that like the, the chain that like supported Bernie Sanders or whatever? Am I completely? Yeah, they were like, more? we're no, we do not support the occupation of Palestine. Oh like, yeah, they're doing the woke brand thing. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Good for them. They have really good ice cream. Oh yeah, it's fucking slap. It's, it's very so good. God, it's so good. You can get. You get like, like honestly, like chocolate ice cream can be so boring, but their chocolate fudge brownie is like heaven. Oh my god, That's, yeah. The brownie bits in there because like they put an effort to those brownie bits. It's not just yeah. like you know you've had a shitty chocolate brownie before. They're crumbly and dry, and the, mm. you you were so excited because it looked so good. You put it in your mouth and you feel like you're eating like sandpaper. It's so yeah. distressing. They they were like, you it's just gonna be a part of the already good ice cream, but we're gonna put it in and make it even better. You have it and you're like, This is this was a good decision. God, yeah, yeah and like the, the cheesecake ones, the strawberry oh, cheesecake. Strawberry ones. cheesecake. Oh, that's good. Cookie dough, the cookie dough. Cookie dough. Oh god. So good. I want some fucking Ben and Jerry's now. Yeah, me too. Uh, like, too bad it's so fucking expensive. Cause, like, I can only get it, like, once in a while. Because, like, a pint of it's really... Expensive. Yeah, no, it's really expensive. It's, like, the high-quality stuff. Haagen-Dazs is, oh, is pretty good, too. Good yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, like, for the price. Like, if I'm paying for a Haagen-Dazs, I might as well pay for a Ben and Jerry. Exactly, you know? It's, mm. like, the thing is, it's really you're paying extra, but you are getting an extra quality. Yeah, so yeah. you're paying extra for something that's, that's bad. I would rather have, like... Like a Ben and Jerry's pint than like a huge tub of like mediocre ice cream. Yeah. Like, what's the point of eating mediocre ice cream? Because it's not good for you. There's no benefits of eating it. It's just to eat because it's nice, you know? So you should want to see the nicest version of this horrible thing. Like that's terrible for your body, you know? Like you're going to be terrible? eating a pint of ice cream and you're going to be like, you're going to feel it, terrible. 
Is it terrible for your body if it makes you feel better mentally? I mean, in terms of your health physically, <laughs> it's probably bad to eat a whole pie of ice cream. But it does make. But the thing is, is like if you're gonna have a terrible reaction with your physical body, you might as well make yourself feel nice mentally with some. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. Like the only benefit to like a large like tub of like okay vanilla ice cream is when you're getting like a dessert that you've heated up in the microwave. So like you've just heated up some like um uh, some chocolate cake and some chocolate cake in the microwave. You made it nice and warm. You're gonna want that ice cream as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah to dip it over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to pour it over and and like it. the the hot and cold mix just uh, really feels nice pie, in your mouth. Pumpkin Oof. pie that's been heated up in the microwave with ice cream divine yeah and it doesn't even have to be like good vanilla ice cream or whatever just, no no just, because just it, it fits its purpose yeah. it's literally just like an addendum marcy absolutely making a fine skull. yeah <laughs> what, what are you doing i'm very i'm very peculiar when it comes to desserts and i don't like my cakes warm oh you don't like well so what so your ideal cake what's your ideal cake a fudgy brownie okay no this isn't good so it would be like cold yeah I also like it. Like a, f- a fudgy brownie is also pretty good. Cool. That's no. I mean, yeah. It's like you can get one in like a, like a. You just get one like to go and you eat it like in like mm. a paper bag. You take mm. a bite. It's fine. But to me, I like it with the ice cream and the. the, the it's all crum- Yeah, like crumbly, but it like bleeding into my, the ice cream. Yeah, my favorite dessert is like cookie dough, like proper cookie, dough, like hot cookie dough with ice cream. Just love that shit. Mm. Like, horrible for my health. Don't care. Like. Having that, like, Pizza Hut does really good hot cookie dough. Yeah. Uh, There's a Pizza Hut in my hometown, which is just, like, fuck it, olive oil all over the place. Shit is so oily, the pizza, and I'm, like... Pizza Hut is, like, too oily. It's too oily for me sometimes. To me, I'm, like... Because, like, to, to me, if I'm looking for, like, the fast food kind of pizza, you know, which is not, like, the artistic pizza, I want, like... Something that is going to make me feel like, oh, fuck, my heart's about to stop. But I had a great time. Like, that's what I'm aiming for, you know? If I'm not mm. having, like, proper gourmet pizza, I want it to be, like, just super filling and super terrible for your health. Yeah. Yeah. I I work out. It's fine. I'll I'll die at 80. It's fine. I mean, to be... To be fair, with the like with the current climate change and the environmental crisis, do you actually want to live to like tea? Um, yes, but because I want to have an empire on the on my my yeah. rock. Okay. So the dr- my dream is to like be able to manipulate an army of bears to be my friends, <laughs> and then I'll take over the White House with my army of bears, and I'll <laughs> rule my empire with my bear Paddington. And we will bite the heads off of our enemies. Solid plan. Yeah. Solid it's plan. a great plan. Speaking Look. of, yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Ooh. Oh no. I'm back. I'm back. Everything's fine. I'm getting dizzy. <clears throat> You're getting dizzy. Yeah, my sh- sugar. Like the, the the blood, the blood in my sugar. No. The blood in my sugar. There's <laughs> blood all over my sugar. They call they call me they call me Stracula for a reason. Look, my blood sugar like, drop. Are you, are you have, do you have like diabetes or something? I have insulin resistance, which is like a stage before diabetes type two. 
Oh, okay. So you need to keep your sugar levels up? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I need to keep my insulin in check, but because I take like a pill that lowers the level of insulin, sometimes if I take it without eating for a long time, it then makes me dizzy because it drops just too much. Yeah. Uh, my aunt has uh, diabetes and she has like a gluten intolerance. Um, type type one or type two? Uh, it's the genetic one. So type one. Type one, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like she she inherited it from her father who also has diabetes, mm-hmm. um, but she has like gluten intolerance. So like when she's looking for things to like get her sugar levels up, she has <laughs> like like and they've all they've gotten much better at gluten free options around now. But like when I was a kid, she was like scrambling in cafes in like the north of Scotland to be like, "Do you have anything gluten free?" And they're like. What's gluten, love? I don't know what that is. Is that a kind of is that a kind of Dorito or something? Like, what's going on over there? And instead of instead of uh, her getting it, she'd have to like go into like a store and look through like packets. And it was very it was funny when I was seven because I was looking at my aunt go bizarre on like a cafe on her. But with mm-hmm. the context of adulthood, I was like, oh damn, she was having a terrible time. I'm so glad it's easier for her now. Because now yeah. she can just like get an order and be like, oh, gluten-free. They, they say it on like the apps now. Mm. So it's good for her. Um, Happy for her. Yeah. Well, good job, Allie. You've you you know, got it. Do you guys actually know what gluten does? No. No clue. I don't, I don't care. It makes the dough uh, stretchier. It makes the dough stretchier and more flexible. That's why gluten-free st- stuff is so dry. Damn, I'm never getting rid of gluten. I have a terrible diet. That's the thing. It's a tr- atrocious diet. Don't. But I. But the thing is, is that like I take care of my body physically. Like I exercise mm-hmm. regularly. But I just like the reason I will never have abs is that I refuse to do the diet, not because I refuse to do the workout. Because, like, mm-hmm. abs is, like, 80% eating. Like, what you choose to eat, how yeah, you, like, yeah. take care of your your nutrition. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm the other way around. Like, I'm good with sort of eating healthily, more or less. But, like, working out, no. <laughs> I love working out. It's fun. I enjoy it. I love, I love, like, bringing, like, a book to the gym and, like, doing my weights. And then I'm, like, taking a break for, like, five minutes and I'm reading like a chapter i burned mm. through all of terrible book a little life awful book sucks mm. um but i burned through all of it in like five days because of working out and i was like i was just kept hate reading it in between like reps i was like mm-hmm. i'm still compelled to see what terrible thing this does next mm. and then when it was over i i threw it out i threw it in the pit <laughs> i didn't give it away i was like no one deserves to go away i just went through most acclaimed novel of the new century, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. So I come from a family of runners, and like, especially my mom really wanted to get me into running, and she was like, you know, it's it's tough, but then like the endorphins kick, and like it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. you feel elated or whatever, and like I and I tried, but I feel like I get anti endorphins because the more I run, the more I want to like commit mass homicide. Running. So the thing is, is that it's really annoying, but your mom is right, and running is cool, and it does make you feel good. I, I like walking. Walking makes me feel walking, one. Walking, great. Doesn't, 
But yeah, but like walking is relaxing, you know. No, but like yeah. if you like do like speed walking sometimes, sometimes you just do speed walking alone. Like listening to me, and that's my workout. Like I don't know, I I hate I don't running. Even do, I don't even do speed walking. Like I'm a full on grandma. I just go on and walk, and then like I live close to the national park. So, so I go on a walk. I listen to my murder podcast. Then I come back home. I do some knitting. Like um, I'm you living. Know, you know, you should get a stairmaster. You should go on the stairmaster. But like have like the setting really low, so it's just like you're like a grand. <laughs> oh yeah. When when I was in my home when I was in my hometown and there was a COVID lockdown, I would just do that all the time. I was like put on Glee, like Glee was on my computer, and I just like walk on my on the treadmill. See, uh, uh, I, I, she knew well, that I, treadmill like... started out as a torture device in prisons in Britain of all places. <laughs> oh, it does sound it like if 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 someone who wants the worst for you is in control, it can be truly horrifying. Yeah, I like the uh, the spin fit, the CrossFit ones where it's like, mm. I like that. That's my cardio. I love that. I go on it for an hour and do hill climb, and it's exhausting, but not in a way that you're panting for breath. That's the problem with it's like when you're getting back into getting your cardio up running is not the best idea to boost your cardio because mm. you're going to be out of breath really quick and you're going to feel like death and feeling like death is not going to want to make you do more running so I, you need to build I, your cardio up in other ways and then do the running gradually. i lied i lied i actually like swimming yeah swimming's great fun yeah swimming's awesome yeah yeah, yeah swimming's great fun um yeah. cycling is a great way to boost your oh, cardio no, no. i love mm. cycling uh i i yeah i think my, my I, I get most of my it's not workouts but like i i exercise my body by just walking a lot that's just what yeah. i do so the, th- the thing is for me so the thing is is the inside i'm sure that personal trainers would be like okay tweak your diet a bit for sure but the thing about <laughs> me is because what i'm doing uh in the gym is built around two things it's about like upping my my cardio and like increasing my muscle mass mm-hmm. that i'm not doing it to try and lose weight so it's about like calories get your caloric intake up make sure you're eating a lot all the time and turn and that into is, muscle mass yeah so if you don't have calories if you're not eating enough you won't gain muscle weight yeah. because you need to gain pounds and with the stimulation to your muscles it'll be yeah. on body mass so like there's like a story of like Dave Batista on the set of Hotel Artemis, and he was like getting like buckets of chicken handed to him five times a day to scoff it all down to keep his muscle mass up, because he's so huge. He needs to keep eating a lot to keep that weight. Intact. Yeah, like The Rock, t- like posting those pictures of like a thousand pancakes on his plate. I feel exactly. like being, I feel like being very buff is very sort of expensive. Yeah, it, is. it does sound like extremely. Which expensive, is why I'm yeah. not. Full, well number one is like the pandemic is really messed with my schedule and i haven't really gone back into a gym routine yet because mm-hmm. i've just been like as soon as i exited like got both my vaccines i was in like a new relationship and it took up a lot of my time and i was still like afraid of going back to a gym which mm-hmm. is newsflash very disgusting place <laughs> it smells um, so bad like see, you enter about- and it's just like this wall of sweat in the see, air see the thing that makes it easier for me is the way that my nose works is i don't notice scents until i actively like think about them mm. so like so like i'm not smelling anything until i go like you know so like i just don't process it that way so it's like in a gym i'm not bothered unless someone would be like oh it smells terrible and then i would think about it 
It's mm-hmm. like how you know how you don't notice you're blinking until someone points it out, and now you're gonna yeah. notice you're blinking for the next five minutes. Oh fuck off. <laughs> you know I... how you don't notice you're breathing notice. and now you're gonna notice you're taking a deep breath in every like few seconds and you're gonna have to consciously do evil, it. evil. And it's the same also with like you don't notice that you like make your limbs move as well. You just fuck <laughs> oh, off. You don't we don't notice a lot of things. So I'm constantly you... fidgeting, but like, and I never like take notice of it. When whenever like points that out, I'm like, oh wait, I am. You don't know. No, in a you're... sense, like you don't notice like making the order for your limbs to move. In that sense. Oh right. Yeah. You, you don't notice that your tongue is moving in your mouth all the time until you think about it. It's fucked yeah. up. Like your tongue's just there, slimy. Tongues are like the weirdest part of the body. No. It's like so weird, extremely weird. They I think the spleen is the weirdest part of the body. Well, you don't see this. Yeah, but it's inside. Like, but the tongue is like you can get it out, and it's just okay, incredibly no, like, no. what the fuck is this? Okay, no, the and weirdest muscle. one, the the weirdest thing inside your body is definitely the intestines. Like you've got like a <laughs> wall, like a mile of fucking. Weird it's like ins- in Yeah, you. yeah. You ever think how weird the human body is? It's fucking insane. All the time. You know, you all the time. Weird, Who the fuck weird... designed this? Did you know that rabbits, when they have a, like, when they are past their ovulation cycle and they don't get pregos, they just go like, okay, let me, like, sort of get the blood and tissue back into my body. Like, they don't have a period. But, like, us humans are like, nah, let's just bleed. Well, no, this exists because there are people with period kinks, and that's why. God designed <laughs> it for that. God was looking out for the freaks. You ever just, fellas, you ever just eat pussy and then you start tasting a uh, kind of <laughs> taste? Do you know that that period blood is actually slightly different than the rest of the blood in your organism? I do know that. I do know that. <laughs> personal experience with my mouth. <laughs> nice. We love hands on the research. Yeah, you know, you, you, look, if you're a scientist, you have to test the hypothesis directly, you know? <laughs> you can't trust secondary research. I mean, that's literally the scientific method. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I had a, I had an ex who had, like, a blood kink, and I was, like, and, and they were, like, please cut me, and I was, like, no. <laughs> I'm, like, no. That was the one, we never tried that, because I was, like... That sounds sure terrifying, like... You with a knife. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. What if you, like, mess it up really bad? Like, no, Oh, it's... shit, I slit her vein. Oh, well, let's go to the, <laughs> the hospital. Oh, she's dead. Oh, I'm going to jail. That's in Florida, so death row. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm dead. God, death row is a thing in Florida, that's right. It would be, fu- it would be funny to go on death row with a bet. <laughs> It's just a prank, bro. <laughs> like, to be fair... That's an episode of The Simpsons, by the way. An episode of The oh, Simpsons great. ends with them well, ending up on death row. It's all a prank. No, but to be fair, I'm not sure if you would get convicted in Florida. You could easily serve, uh, use the sex game going wrong defense. And I think, like, I in Florida, like, look, it would fly. She asked for it. She asked for the place yeah, exactly. to slice her artery. Yeah. Like, that's what she wanted. Yeah, exactly. I just I bring out our Twitter DMs as proof, and I'm like, oh well, you didn't do anything wrong. Have have a nice day. It was actually uh, a case. I mean, kind of similar to that in Germany. I think in 2000, essentially there was a guy who had a kink of wanting to eat someone, and then there was a guy who had a kink of wanting to be eaten. And then Hammer. (laughs) 
Yes, exactly. And then Army then... Hammer <laughs> from Germany. <laughs> and then it did happen, and like the court had to decide whether it was murder or assisted suicide. Well, damn. Sucks. <laughs> It's a horrible case. Imagine being on the jury for that one. Like, oh god. I'd be like, sheesh, good lord. Germany doesn't have a jury system. In continental oh. Europe, you don't have. Yeah, yeah, in Europe, yeah, we don't have the we don't have the jury. It's just one. The... It's just one very confused judge that it's like. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I want to be. I kind of want to be a judge because, like, what, <laughs> what do you do? Like, bang the hammer. Uh, <laughs> Oh well, I don't actually get to decide. The hammer, no, the, the hammer system. as well. It's just in the Anglo-Saxon uh, jurisdiction, uh, not Bro, jurisdiction. what? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Pause. In Portugal, the the judges have the hammer. Surely. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. The hammer is in important. Poland. They just. Uh, it's like half of the job. Like in law school, they might they have like a, a hammered class. Surely. Like, so you have Poland, a all right. Through. All right. Listen up. You've got to hit the hammer <laughs> right in the middle of the zone. If you hit it slightly <laughs> off, that's what they teach in law school. Sound. I don't think in law school they teach you how to watch how to get away with murder. <laughs> in law think, and order. I don't think judges in Poland have hammers, but I could be wrong. But they definitely have like this very fancy chain, which kind of makes them rappers. A chain? They have like yeah. bling on. <laughs> they have like a special toga, and so like in the Polish system, the defense has a uh, toga with like a green ruffle. The prosecution has a toga with red ruffle, and uh, um, the judge to be in between of them has a toga with purple ruffle and and the biggest chain. It kind of goes well, crazy. Okay, so we all know about the wigs that like, yeah yeah you wear in the UK, but to go back to Poland, uh, do you think they took the hammer away from the judges because of the hammer and sickle and communism? Oh Ooh. shit. They were like, oh, no. Uh, no, 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 no. We oh, don't want no. that. Look, look, we've got to build up this structure. Those nails need to be hammered in. Oh, no. No, you can't say that. Put it in with your palm. Hit it with your palm. Like slamming it with your, he- with your hand. Like, you got to, like, prep it. Like, Ow. you blow on it. Ow. Ow. <laughs> All right, we're going to get a bull to headbutt the nails in. I think in Polish courts, if a judge is like, you gotta stop, they just like go and slap either the defense or the prosecution. Like very Will Smith style. They pull out a gun and they <laughs> fire it at the testicles of, of, of any prosecutor or lawyer. Yeah, courts are so funny. I, if, I, if I was in charge of like a judicial system, I would say the loser of the case gets pantsed in front of the whole courtroom. <laughs> You have to sign up to agree to it. No, going no, in the court. no jails, just like extreme forms of public humiliation. Look, 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 you've committed three counts of murder. If you're convicted guilty, we're going to make you take a shit in your pants and then we're going to pull down your pants and expose your shit. Isn't that basically <laughs> American prison system, though? Well, no, because they'll make you shit yourself in the jail cell and then they'll leave you there. They'll mm. throw you in the hole. And your shit will have flies on it, and then yeah. you'll electrocute okay. to death. Okay, okay. So my it's system different. is more humane. I think so too. Yeah. Because your system uh, is just based on laughing. It's so my, like, haha, look at that guy. The, the only, so we're gonna do firing squad, but it's paintball. <laughs> so we're gonna get a guy naked and we're gonna shoot paintballs at him for two minutes and see how how he feels. You have to eat this really, really spicy thing. 
my my judicial system was just the hot ones. <laughs> so there was so I watched Jackass Forever for the second time yesterday, and there's mm. a bit where like Steve gets like uh, the the queen bee put on the tip of his penis, mm. and so like a hive all swarms on his junk. Um, and so, but my thought was, what if uh, they brought like the hottest sauce from Hot Ones and like slurred it on his penis? That like, actually would happened. It, would it would it burn? This happened yeah. to my buddy Eric. No, this happened <laughs> in today's episode of Minx that I watched. Of what? No, they put the hot sauce on the cock? No, no, that's <laughs> not. But like essentially there was a, house, a housewife that was sort of fed up with her husband. And he was like, you know, I like my, I don't know, chicken spicy. And so she caught, she cut, no, she's, uh, what's the word? She sliced like jalapeno chili and then like, rub it all over her um hands and then like she proceeded to give him a hand job but like with the that's pretty hard that's crazy was it in america yeah so he would have probably been circumcised which makes it worse i know because <gasps> like it's so it's... weird that they all circumcised like... it's so weird it, it's, it's ugly. so weird it's way uglier to look at yeah one. and like jerking off is harder and it's mutilation of children's genitals yeah and it's, it's all like, all of its root. It's just such a weird. It's the only country that does it all the time. They're such yeah. a terrible place. Like, like, do they not get cold in the winter? Like, I don't think they care. Because <laughs> it's like, like that bit. Like, I because it numbs the sensitivity of the head, getting it done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, because like in like with an uncircumcised penis, like the head will be very sensitive mm. when it's like put the foreskin's pulled back. I assume that's not the case for because they had like a nerve sliced off pretty much, you know, like gets Yeah, yeah. So Or they like, just get used to it because they have it since they were babies. But or like something. that I feel like that's why getting kicked in the balls hurts worse for them because they'll get hit right in the head of the cock. <gasps> I never thought of that. Because yeah. that to me is worse than getting kicked in the balls is getting the head of my cock hit. Like that'd be mm. way worse. Like it'd be like Marcy, it'd be like if you got like punched in the clit, you know, like directly in the clit. Mm-hmm. That shit would suck. I imagine. I don't know. I don't have the experience. You don't have the experience of having a clit or getting punched in the clit. <laughs> <laughs> getting punched in the clit. Okay. Thank you for clarifying, Mark. Good lord. Reminiscence. I got punched in a boob once, but I don't think Is it, it fun? really compares. No, not really. I mean, because it's like squishy, you know? So, like, I have very the... small boobs, so like it's very uh, close to like the, the nerve veins. Yeah, so that was hard. Yeah. 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 I got, I get, so like when I was in, like, what, so I do like, there's in, in, in wrestling, there's like a thing called a chop. Mm-hmm. So it's like an open palm smack to the chest, pretty much. Yeah. And so I would always, I always try and convince everyone to let me chop them. Mm-hmm. Um, and in response, I, I let people chop me back. And so it's like a slap right to the titty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's fun, but that's with an open hand. If mm-hmm. a closed fist punches you in the titty, I imagine it would be just like, ow, that's not very nice. Speaking of titties, I was thinking about two things recently. First of all, how titties are, if you choose not to have children, it's a useless organ, first of all. Second of all, the only reason why men have titties is because like in the first stages of the embryo life, all embryos are female. Yeah, I knew I knew the second one. Yeah. The second yeah. one, I was taught a lot by my dad, of all people taught me that as a kid. <laughs> Like, he just knew that fact and he wanted me to know it. Ooh, did you know that men have titties because of this? So all the time? 
a real boob guy, my dad. <laughs> Just like, like father, like son, I guess. Uh, again, titties are like the best thing ever, but they are pointless pretty much if they're not. They're pointless, and also for... when they're very big, they're quite like heavy and probably like, uncomfortable, they're, right? They're, like, they're a health hazard to a certain yeah. degree because they sort of fuck up your spine. Yeah, I know. I my first ever girlfriend was in high school and she was like 5'10 and she had huge tits. Mm. They were huge. I was very happy as a 15 year old. <laughs> I'm not gonna won't lie to you. But like she was like I had to rub her back all the time because she was in pain. Because like she was tall and like her spine was just like she had these big boobs. Yeah. And her friend was like like five foot one and had like the same size boobs pretty much. And like she was just like in constant pain. And I was yeah. like, oh I hope she got like an it operation isn't... later on in life, like so, like me. I, I don't think my ex did, but I think that the friend did have like, okay. a slight. Yeah, operation. because essentially, big boobs, or big, big boobs, big tits are essentially just like bags of fat that you carry I around. Love <laughs> I love them. Sacks of fat. Sacks. They're of so fat. funny. Boobs are so funny. They are funny. Like I see Jillian's boobs like every day, and I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I just look, I just see like. Like, the, 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 like obviously like in a sexual context but also just a non-sexual one she's just like titties out because like she's warm and mm-hmm. i'm just like i just look over and i see she's got her titties out and i'm like hi thelma <laughs> hi louise and then and that's just the vibe you know it just happens mm. yeah i think i think the 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 way that like a lot of like a specific particularly like western culture makes boobs so like overwhelmingly sexualized all the time uh yeah and they're just like like half the world just has them hanging out yeah is that just, just western i never realized that is this like, mainly a western like, thing like, in like in like africa i know like, like throughout african countries like right out more yeah um, right i know right. that for sure yeah um i feel i feel like like east asian countries are probably a bit conservative with it too from i mean i, I mean japan i mean japan gets freaky I know that Japan, like, Japan in... gets freaky, but Japan is like is very secretively freaky. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's a very conservative society. Yeah, yeah. Um, What's interesting, for example, with K-pop is that like, like the K-pop standard is that like they don't care how short your shorts are, but like your arms and your boobs gotta be covered up. Yeah, okay. in in K yeah in K-pop like female pop stars like yeah the, the boobs are always covered up. There's should, never like cleavage or anything. Yeah, so I, I should yeah, get into K-pop for the cute girls. Should you should, you should. I the 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 K-pop kind of man is just not my type. I like more rugged men. Um, that's fair. So apart from apart, there's a couple of exceptions. The the I like like if there's like a twink, it needs to be like a very like athletic, like almost like a twink. Mm-hmm. Like there's like Twunk, footballers yeah. that are like, like maybe they've never grown a facial hair in their life, but they can run like, like fifteen kilometers to break mm-hmm. in a sweat, pretty much. That's like the thing. So there's a lot of footballers I'm attracted to that have that kind of aspect. But mostly I like men that look like they've been thrown down some stairs and they haven't showered in a few days and they've made they're maybe bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, Bradley Cooper, it's- Stars Born, John Bernthal, Timothy Oliphant, guys like that that just mm-hmm. look. They look like they'd be in like a dive bar just hanging out. Like slightly homeless, but not really. Slightly homeless, yeah. Like like the I like the long hair. I have the long hair. I like the long hair. Like mm. scruffy. Just just need needs needs like a, a bath and a cuddle. That's my kind of guy. Whereas Jeff Bridges. I'm like, just yeah, Jeff Bridges. 
Whereas with women, I'm like, yeah, all, all cool, you know, all cool. They're all my friends. Polish time. Polish time. Polish. Do you know what Polish? I don't. I don't really. I don't know a single Polish word. Okay. I know the word cut out of the podcast is all coming in. All of it. And... I know the word talk, which means yes. Um. So my grandparents are um in my parents' house, and I'm also in my parents' house, and um they went to this like mass thingy today, which is like three hours long. They blessed the fire, which is of course very Christian, not pagan at all, pagan, uh, and like. In my wardrobe, we have the extra towels. So my mom came in to get the towels. And I asked if they managed to get seats. Because my grandparents happen to be old people. And I don't want them to stand for three hours. And yeah. And she asked me who I'm talking to. And I said, you guys. Thanks for the translation. <laughs> shut up. Technically, Thanks it's an interpretation, not translation. Translation is written. Interpretation is shut, oral. Shut up. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up. It's over. It's oh, it's done. libel and slander. No one cares. <laughs> libel and slander. You look like, okay, I just noticed you kind of look like Alicia Vikander. Me? Wait, what? I never yeah. noticed that. Like the nose? Lips? Wait, let me. I, I mean, it. technically, my family, like in like 16, 16th century, came from Sweden. So. <laughs> I thought she was Danish. No, she's Swedish. Swedish. Okay, let me... She lives in Lisbon, though. Where yeah, Fassbender. with uh, Fassbender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they never, they're never here. They just have a house here. Hmm. Like, I don't think I'm it? that pretty. You, 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 you are very cute. Don't sell yourself short. Thank you. Um... Send me a photo of your face so I could do the tilting thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> By the way, how does Polish sound to you? Uh, like whispers in the night. Well, I'd like to say that Polish sounds like broken TV. It sounds like ASMR. Yeah, I, it's I also like, monotone. It's like yeah, it's very monotone. Like I noticed that like when foreigners speak Polish, you can like tell it because like they're overly enthusiastic. I mean. Yeah, uh, it's like English can is such a it varies based on dialect mm -hmm. so much. Um, yeah. Scottish is very harsh, harsh mm -hmm. syllables, kind of guttural. Mm -hmm. uh, English in England is ranges from the north, like, which is similarly harsh, and then the south, which is much lighter. I hate the south, like the southern accents, like except for Cornwall, which I respect. Like south just bores me. I really like the accents from the north, so like yeah, Geordie. So like Burmy, Scouse, like they're they're fun. There's something to it. My, and I was... uh, my uh, my stepmom's from Manchester, so you'd like mm -hmm. the way she yeah. speaks. Ma Man yeah. Manchester Manchester accents, lovely. Uh, so my so obviously Scottish accents, very. I, re the I best really like too. I really like Scottish accent and I really like Irish accent. Like I I yeah, think those no. are my 
except for New Zealand accent, I think those are my favorite one to listen to. Yeah, Scottish accents are great. Um, yeah. The thing about the thing about being around like Scottish accents is that like the harsher like I speak very clearly, so I have mm-hmm. a very light accent. You can tell where I'm from, but most of the time it's quite light because I was raised on a lot of like foreign media. Yeah. Which is and also I was my dad basically made it clear you're not going to be speaking all the slang. You're going to speak very proper English because he mm. was raised in like working class like mm. 70s scotland where he was like slang all the time yeah and he yeah. wanted me to be speaking differently so now that's sparked into adulthood and i talk like an asshole all the time mm. you know? i i like i feel really i feel i felt really bad when i met your dad because like half the things i really couldn't understand like it was no, fine, no, you're never like, i felt bad yeah I felt it's bad. fine greg greg is from my friend greg is from england he couldn't understand well they couldn't understand my my like, dad most of like, the time like yeah uh like it, it some, sometimes obviously I, I could sometimes but like when when your dad was like um giving me a ride to the station so i could um go to the train station like to the train station in hamilton to the glasgow railway station hamilton. like your dad was just talking to me it was like uh, me and him and, and sometimes like i felt so bad because i wanted to keep the conversation engaging but like your dad was speaking so fast and like oh no oh no oh, see no. i'm used to it, like completely yeah. just like you can uh, you could be talking like twice as harsh and twice as fast now i completely understand everything um i'm just like the accents i struggle with are like um i struggle with uh like certain regions of america Mm. like the appalachian region just Mm -hmm. like don't know what you're saying um me from exactly billy allergy exactly exactly that's first thing came to mind for appalachia yeah um but the, but most Eng- most like people speaking in English, I I'm good with. Also, mm. it's been benefited by the fact that I watch subtitles in it with everything, so it's actually helped me understand exactly what people are saying and kind of get used to pronunciation mm. in English. Not of names, <laughs> haven't learned that, but of like like basic words and phrases and accents. Um, so mostly I'm fine in English. This is obviously not benefited by the fact that I cannot speak any other language at all. Um, I know some Spanish, then I stopped learning it because I got a girlfriend and no longer needed to try and hook up in Spain. <laughs> uh, it was literally the reason why I was learning Spanish was to try and get hookups in Madrid. And then I was like, well, I'm monogamous, so that's a waste of time. <laughs> I'll just read more. Um, and I don't really like France, so I... I was good at French in school, but I didn't want to learn more of it because I didn't like France. And I think that Montreal is stupid. So, <laughs> what re- oh, you Ke- eat- Quebec you eat- is insane. You eating chips in like a certain like gravy and you call it a new thing? Fuck you. Come on. Quebec out. sounds insane to me. Quebec is a lawless wasteland, apparently, according to Jillian. <laughs> Go- apparently, there's like a huge beef between like Ca- Ca- Canada and Quebec. Like, like English-speaking Canadians and Quebecois, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, apparently, they all hate each other, which is funny to me. Yeah, and, and and like, aren't like Quebecois mostly like very racist and like very right-wing? Yeah, weird yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also Kevin Owens and Xavier Dolan. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, funny that he's from Quebec. Yeah, Kevin 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 Owens doesn't seem like a Quebec he just seems like a regular Canadian to me just seems like a normal yeah, yeah. it'd be really funny if Ryan Reynolds was from Quebec 
Who's the funniest person that could be from Quebec? Like, in the world? Uh, Sam Elliott. <laughs> that would be really funny, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bandit Cumberbatch being Canadian would also be really fun. Like, Quebecois. I mean, isn't Celine Dion from Quebec, though? Yeah. yeah. And she's pretty funny. <laughs> but, like, someone that isn't from Quebec, that would, yeah. if they were from Quebec, you would um, could not stop laughing. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> Zendaya. KJ Apple. <laughs> Traditional Samoan tattoos on KJ Apple. <laughs> oh, he thinks he's in the bloodline. <laughs> By the way, it's been an hour and we still haven't even talked about the movie. Yeah, yeah here's the thing, guys. Like, I, I, I kind of need to go at 11. All right, well, we'll get through this then. <laughs> okay, so, Marcy. Mm-hmm. Perfume. How, many, how much of a dose would you like to smell of perfume? Would you say that it's best in large doses or in smaller ones? You don't actually like perfumes, so I think non-dose is the best for me. So you want no memory? Exactly. I want to forget everything. Okay, all right. Okay, Anthony Hopkins and the father. Okay, I see. I see what you've done. I, um, no, but I think... With women, it's best to have the most perfume, and with men, it's the least. Per- do you like? Do you ever like walk past a straight guy and like it's like, and then like after like a meter or two, like you're hit with their cologne? No, never mm. ever happened. I don't. I've never worn cologne in my life. I have worn deodorant, but I've never worn. I've never put on cologne. I don't think I've ever been with someone, like a woman that has had perfume on. Ever? I mean, I really it like feels my... like something that is not like our generation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it yeah. like younger people don't use perfume that much, right? Or cologne. Yeah. yeah. Like we use deodorant, both of yeah. us. Like, yeah. But like, anyone pretty much. Yeah. So, like, I do I do really like my mom's perfume. And like I like how she sort of has stuck with the same perfume most of her life. So now she has like a very distinct scent. It's so got like, like a nostalgic yeah. tangibility to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's nice. I love how this was start. Oh, sorry. I, I like I, st- I just started off as like a bit to transition into the the movie, but now we're just talking about perfume. So, do you know what I would? Do you know what the perfume I would have if I could have any scent to smell like? Go. It would smell like gasoline. Mm. I really like how gasoline. gasoline smells. It's such a nice smell. I love the smell of gasoline. I actually got a perfume for my birthday from Yulia, which is the only person that listens to this podcast. Hi, Yulia. <laughs> I got it for my, I think, 19th or 20th birthday. But what's really cool about it is that it's not like the Western perfume, which is a liquid that you spray, but it's more like in the Turkish Persian vein of perfume where it's um it's essentially a cream using wax and then like you sort of put it on. And it's very nice. I was thinking for some reason I was thinking like like a block of like soap in my head of like perfume. Like Maybe like a brick, a brick of perfume. Yeah, like you crumble up a little bit of it, and or like apply it. Yeah, I think it could be smaller. I think it could also be a brick. Um, and smells like ginger and honey. Oh, I like the smell of ginger. No, it's okay. But all right, so I'm just imagining (laughs) like like perfume powder, and someone sniffing it like it's cocaine, and then just like that's Hugh Jackman in reminiscence. I'm oh, snoring, yeah. snoring the memory. 
like I, I bet if Hugh Jackman reminiscent like like a physical manifestation of every like crush it, it's real like small bits like snort it as if it's just, like a line of code. Look, we need to keep the memories intact. Without the memories, we are nothing. And that's why I crush the memory up and I sniff it up my nose so it reaches my brain. And I remember that moment. A memory is like a line of coke. It can transport you to a place and you can make you make you feel completely I different. Can't, I cannot stress enough that every single thing he says while narrating is funny. It, it's it is. one of the greatest narration jobs of all time. It is the greatest narration job of all time. Because it's like it's riffing on like the Blade Runner cut that no one likes. <laughs> but, cool, but it goes it goes like twice as hard with it. Like I, I mentioned in the ch- in the chat when we watched this movie together, the three of us over WhatsApp, was that like I could just imagine that Lisa Joy was like taking notes in a notepad during the world premiere of Inception, being like, "Hmm, I think I could do this better." Hmm. Obviously, like, she's yeah. like stroking her chin while she writes the notes. Can you imagine the 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 Nolan family table, like the grown up table at the Nolan family dinners? So you got like Chris Nolan and his brother Jonathan and Jonathan's wife Lisa who directs this movie. And they're just like talking about these abstract concepts and like like the dumbest ways into incorporate how of how to incorporate them into movies. Look, Christopher Nolan is like, well, it's not time travel, it's time inversion, like a boring <laughs> person, okay? Whereas Lisa Joy is like, what if half the world was underwater because it'd be cool to have speedboats? And that to me is elite. Like she is the superior one. Honestly, like this is better very, than. I still don't understand how Miami, with just two meter elevation, could like survive as a city, but London, with eleven meter elevation, was completely drowned. Like, look, look, the oceans don't play by our rules, but memories, do. memories rules. <laughs> <laughs> we both had the same idea. We took it in exactly. directions, and that's the that's the goal. Look, all I'm saying is memories like a tsunami. It's not there for a long time, and then there's too much of it. <laughs> Do you ever think about it? How every time you like reminisce on something, we love reminiscing. Am I right? Am I right, lads? We love so to reminisce. <laughs> you essentially recreate the memory, and thus, like, it stops being a memory, and like, it becomes the memory of yeah. The you memory. remember the recreation, yeah. yeah. Every time you remember, Christopher Nolan is taking notes as it. we speak. I, so my memory, so like when I'm an auteur, memory is going to be the thing because everything I write is about memories, which is mm. why I think reminiscence is really funny because it's not actually about memories at all. Um, <laughs> but like the thing about it is like, so to me, memories are so interesting and like the kind of fixation on memory comes from a couple of things. Like number one, like I'm autistic. My brain works so like memories happen all the time. I get flashes of everything all the time. My brain's always moving. And so I'm always thinking, I'm always remembering. And I can piece stick together piece of my brain from like all over. You know how like the movie Cloud Atlas is structured? Like that's what my brain is like a lot of the time. Like where it just goes back and forth between time periods mm. all the time. And like this kind of like, it's it's erratic, but it's also very fluid and it has a clear line. That's what my brain is like. It jumps back and forth all over the place and then coalesces in something complete and finite, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Final, not finite. But the thing about memory to me is that, like, I've always been interested in it. And when I saw Marjorie Prime, which is this movie with John Hamm by Michael Almoreda, mm-hmm. uh, that concept of, like, we think of memory, like, the recreation aspect, where you remember what you, the last time you remembered it, stuck with me really hard because that's a movie all about, like, building the idea of a person through the memories of those who are left. 
Mm. Um, and so memories change through time and, and it reflects that through the visuals and through the dialogue. And it's such a great movie. I really recommend it. Um, and so like my work, a lot of my short, like I wrote a short story last year, which is all about memory and about the way people carry memory and incorporate memory. And so reminiscence is like, if it was like sincerely executed, I would be genuinely into it as an intellectual thing. I'd be like, oh, this is a really inter interesting interpretation. But instead it's like taking like memory as like, like movie clips. Like, yeah. It's like movietrailers.com. Like, it's like machinimaing it. Like, like, you know, like that's what it is. It's like, like the idea. You're going on YouTube to see movie clip from like Fight Club. Where like he beats like jared leto's face into a pop but that's what it's like it's like it's like vr movie trailers.com as well yeah yeah it's it, like the idea that this movie has of memories is like what if the human mind was a camera it's like yeah. what if uh, we put this person underwater like little wires all over him like what if the it's just, the memory just plays like a movie like you know it's like the time like slot and also with angles that like you are exactly. unaccessible to you because like you can so see yourself in the third person yeah, so what it's doing, because the, the, the aim of the memory machine is to get that tangible feeling of, like, being in person and feeling it, you know? Yeah. So, like, you remember the texture of, like, how your body, like, for example, you remember how it feels to go underwater and put your head underwater, right? Mm. You remember, like, if you think about that right now, you know what the sound is like, you know what it feels like, but you're, you're, you're not feeling it sensationally against your skin. You're not mm -hmm. hearing it in your ears. It is like the closest approximation to experiencing that thing that you can get without experiencing it. But you are there's a distance. There is a it, you are removed from that situation. And so the idea of reminiscence is to bring that tangible thing back into your body and your skin and feel it in your ears and feel everything the sensation of touch recreated. But since it it takes memory as this very like. Uh, Memory is all about interpretation, right? Yeah. So, like, your memory about someone that you used to be very close with and now you're not close with is different than it was when you were still close to them. And you, know? you also forget, like, for example, the sound of the, your voice because your brain can recreate it, really. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you forget a lot of things and you remember things differently. So, for example, like, if you are in an abusive relationship but it's good at the start, you think it's good in the moment and then when the relationship's over you see the red flags looking back on your memory reminiscence mm. doesn't seem to think that happens so even when the characters like views on each other change so like hugh jackman's perspective on rebecca ferguson changes throughout the film the memory remains intact the exact same way it was without any hint of melancholy because of this machine in the machine the memory doesn't alter because of perception it is like reliving the moment exactly. So it's not about memory, it's about going back in time, essentially. It's a time travel so, movie, really. Yeah, yeah basically, yeah. yeah. So she was taking notes during 10, and she was like, I already did this better, fuck you, Chris. Have fun, <laughs> have fun talking about time inversion at Thanksgiving, you piece of shit. Um, I think it's a competition and Jonathan Nolan just caught in the middle. Just like, like oh, well, Lisa, Chris, funny, please calm down. Honey, we'll do Westworld together. It's fine. Chris Nolan could do his Oppenheimer. We'll do Westworld. She's like, no, you will give me $100 million and I will make a movie where Daniel Wu is a New Orleans drug lord. <laughs> that, dude is, that dude is in Johnny Toll movies, Daniel Wu. Is he? 
He's in. He's the love interest. He's one of the love interests in Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Daniel Wu. That's crazy. I never. I never seen Don't Go Breaking My he's Heart. Also that's Into crazy. the Badlands, which is a real show that exists and people have seen. Right. That's a thing that existed. I remember vaguely hearing about. Hey, remember? Uh, remember Hemlock Grove? <laughs> Eli Roth, one of the first ever Netflix originals. It was like House of Cards, Orange and the New Black. Hemlock Grove. Hemlock they Grove, yeah, I remember that. Hmm, House of Cards and Orange is New Black were really critically acclaimed. What are they going to do next? Hemlock Grove. <laughs> oh, God. We'll never, they'll never have... Okay, Netflix will never have a show like Orange is New Black again. No. no. For it, better and for worse, because we don't need Orange is New Black anymore. We don't need a show like that again. But I don't, I don't think it's possible to have like that kind of unanimous, like, oh, everyone has at least seen an episode of that show. Like, yeah, it's also feel, fractured. Yeah, like Stranger Things, I guess, was the closest. But Stranger Things is very much a show that a bunch of people just were like, "I'm never going to watch that because it sounds shit." Um, because I've never seen an episode of Stranger Things because just I know it would annoy me. Um, but even that show is so fractured because they've been like what five years or something in between seasons. It, it's probably not that long, but it feels that long. You know, like mm-hmm. just that kind of process of like the the lack of stability that comes from their television production means that like. I don't think it's possible for people to get invested in the same way. Yeah. Their cancellations, like they canceled Glow. Fuck they got they fucking canceled Glow and like. <sighs> That's why they're going down under. They're 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 gonna flop so hard they, in a couple they, of years. They're they, done. They're they done. Lost, they lost to Apple TV for Best Picture. <laughs> they're done. It's over. they're done in the ditch. Like it's HBO Max is gonna cut their shit up. That's my belief because it's way cheaper and like better. Um, and I like, a- I think Apple Max is becoming like a very sort of um, good mainstream sensibility contender in the sense that like it can be the new Netflix. So like in the sense that like it has the more mainstream. What do I want to say? I don't know. I'm so tired. <laughs> I get what you mean. I get. I yeah, understand. yeah, yeah. Because like HBO, not- because HBO does a lot of dicks, and now everybody is like comfortable with that. And Apple, TV yeah, it's strictly like- adult content. Yeah. yeah. No one watches Apple TV. Is like, it will never be as big. But people, but the thing about Apple TV is that like, they the shows they produce are like they all get pretty good reviews. Yeah. And they have like big budgets, and there's not as many of them. Yeah, I think like- flood the market. Yeah, so like- there's less. You know. With the Netflix, so like, even I could something... see myself watching all the Apple TV shows. Yeah. At some point, not with and Netflix, like, impossible. It's impossible with Netflix. Like even if you wanted to, there's just so much shit. Speaking yeah, of no, it's shit on Netflix, there's a Polish erotica film coming out in two weeks. Oh, 365 <laughs> days too. Yeah. Let's fucking go, Logan. You need to see 365 days. It's fucking. We'll watch it together. That's the kind of thing we'd watch together. Oh yeah, it's a ball. It's like it's a total ball. It's funny right. because it'd be a funny dynamic between um the horniest person you know and then you. Um, <laughs> just like, no, I think that's always three, a funny dynamic when we watch. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, it's like 365. Like I've se- we've seen 365 days together. Yeah. Like it's 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 fucking hilarious. Like I think you'd find that movie just absolutely hysterical. The the thing is, sex is very funny, and the it is the funniest thing sex, in the I'm world. Just, it's so funny. It's like it just any case of sex is like both funny, disgusting, and sometimes occasionally beautiful. And I love it. I think it's wonderful. And I think that movies about it should be sillier and stupider. Like, like Showgirls. Exactly. 
Like, look, all I'm saying is you get me Kyle McLaughlin, I'd fuck him in a swimming pool. <laughs> Not, Elizabeth Berkeley is pretty cute. Not really my type. But Kyle McLaughlin, who boy? What a hunk. Even though that man, like, has a looks has a great, yeah, looks absolutely. Great, yeah. S- silver fox glasses looks so kind to be around such a gentleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, very handsome, very suave. Uh, in Twin Peaks The Return, which is always a pop bonus. Great. What a film that is. The best film of 2017. Remember when people got really mad trying to classify yeah. it as a movie? That's people got funny. so mad. People got just so mad. It's just a funny bit. It's just funny. Yeah, I'm gonna keep calling it a movie because it's funny. <laughs> I don't. Do I care? No. It's it's what it it's is. It's funny. Things I like are movies, and things I don't like are TV shows. Absolutely. Rock is a movie, and Captain America: Civil War is a TV show. That's how it works. <laughs> reminiscence. What is re- reminiscence? What is reminiscence? Cinema. Absolutely. <laughs> Look, Memories are look, cinema, reminiscence of cinema. The thing about reminiscence is that it looks fucking gorgeous. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, it looks very good. Like, like here's they the spend thing. the money in the right way, just not in the script. Like, it's- reminiscence is incredibly funny and incredibly entertaining. I think, like, I have a ball watching this. I think the only drawback for me is, like, like towards, like, the second half, the screenplay just has so much shit going on. I'm like, okay, it's really hard to care about all these things at the same time. I really just want to see Hugh Jackman going insane over the memories he has of uh, Rebecca Ferguson. I really just like, I like this movie to see Hugh Jackman going insane. The thing is, is there's, there's action scenes in this movie and they're all really funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for, and they kind of happen for no reason. It's like, hmm, why not sprinkle a little action scene over here? It's why like why like don't they start got, shooting each other? It's like she got one note and it's like make add some action touches. Like, okay, well, here, yeah, uh, yeah, go fight in some water. But I do believe that if this movie was like a bit shorter, like ninety and like ninety minutes, it was like no action scenes. Like some of the weird subplots towards the end, like that weird mystery thing, like that doesn't happen. And it's strictly Hugh Jackman going insane. It's like memories, like this whole scene between him and Rebecca Ferguson plays out, or it's Hugh Jackman like looking for. Rebecca Ferguson and getting enrolled in some kind of weird scheme and then it just cuts to him in like the the water machine in the reminiscence machine it's just all that repeated all over all over that would be that would be a that would be a masterpiece I believe but I think reminiscence point, would everything's be better. funny so oh yeah I think reminiscence would be better as an audiobook aka Hugh Jackman's narration all the time but you would miss out on the water yeah, like it, I love, I actually love the look. Could make a book cover. <laughs> <laughs> like I do, really love the look of many things in this movie. Like, like you were saying in the chat while we were watching, like the production design goes hard as shit. Like, um, like I, I, I really love like when they're in the reminiscence room where they work in the private investigators of the mind. They are <laughs> and, indeed. And and like the memory sparks up. It's like, uh, like a visual representation of the memory, but. And like it looks fantastic, and like the, it's the a gorgeous looking movie. Um, I love that little effect thing going on. I love the look of the water. I I love like the cities at night, or like whenever they roam around at night, and they're they're in this like weird lounge bar with all the neon lights and stuff. It looks like the scenery of a, like a noir, but it's like dystopian because it's like literally everything is flooded. Like I thought that looked really beautiful. So props to Lisa Joy for that and the production designer. Yeah, it just looks, it looks, it's like, the thing about it is that it's like, it's a world, whether, it lacks cohesion, sure, but it yeah. has imagination. 
uh-huh. and like it has such great use of texture. Like you can tell, Lisa Joy has thought about this. Yeah, like, this is clearly she's thought about the designs in her head, not really how they they piece together. But that's fine. Yeah, yeah, and, and like it's it's very like the script the script is all over the place. But when the the movie has like a visual identity that is this strong, it's like this like you know. Like, like thinking back, I'm reminiscing about the movie and I can clearly picture so many of the shots and so many of like the atmospheres that it creates. It's just like the script with all the little details that get, get that gets lost. But then I remember Hugh Jackman delivering the narration. It's just like, yeah, reminiscence. Let's, they, reminiscence, they let's fucking go. They, the stuff about like, I don't want to see a happy ending. I don't want to see a sad ending. Tell me a sad story, but end it in the middle. She's, that, that scene is in it three times. That scene of them on the balcony together. Yeah. Like the the most underthought out Orpheus you're Marcy, how do I say her name? My or no, the, Orpheus uh, and Eurydice. 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 That's really that's really funny because Hugh Jackman in this movie, in the ending of the movie, which is supposed to be very dramatic, he just goes Eurydice. Like what? Eurydice. <laughs> All right, quickly, can you tell Jillian she looks good in this? Oh yeah, she does. Yes, she looks hot. Yeah, that's why I've been saying she's feel she feels bad, but she looks great, and I I'll tell her that you both say so. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, what else about reminiscence? Oh yeah, it's a you it's an Orpheus Eurydice thing for no yeah, like barely. it's really funny barely yeah. Barely. I feel like I feel like Americans only recognize three stories from Greek mythology: Orpheus and Eurydice, Prometheus and um hercules and hercules isn't even like the greek myth it's the roman variation of the myth my, and that's my, it my, what's your favorite greek myth my favorite greek myth um i mean i really like the greek uh, the, the myth about persephone so like how Perse- mm-hmm. like how cora became persephone which yeah. is a like a very tumblr myth to like i think <laughs> yeah no i i was reading in goodreads and someone did like a new version of it and it sounded so goddamn annoying like yeah. oh she she has oh, those ya things yeah she has to deal with the fact her her burning heated toxic love with hades and her desire for her home and i'm like Shut god up. it's just a goodreads this, ass book but the the worst goodreads ass book i've ever read was a retelling of the great gatsby through the perspective of jordan baker who's asian american now and also gay and, and god it's so good that's so is, good the, the thing is it does not understand what the great gatsby is about it just knows the plot and mm. it does not understand the themes of the great gatsby so it's like reading the great gatsby but worse with no themes <laughs> um just she's a little it kind of repeats the arc of like uh gatsby and daisy but with jordan and daisy mm. without any themes mm. it's so weird it's so terrible it's one of the worst things i've ever finished in my life it's just so i was i, I just i read the whole thing because i wanted to know if it was at a certain point would stop being the great gatsby and it never ever stopped being the great gatsby <laughs> once um horrid um, but I don't know. My favorite, my favorite uh, Greek myth is King Midas. That dude got fucked up. Oh, King Midas yeah, fucking yeah. rules! Yeah. The dude, the dude really said, "I want everything to be gold," and then he touched his daughter. And I was like, oh. <laughs> that, that that one's great. I love King Midas. She was the original golden girl. <laughs> I love <laughs> nice uh, Pandora's box is a great one. I also uh, really like Psyche and Eros. I think they're mm-hmm. they're I, a bit underrated. I I love. I think, 
I love all of the Odyssey. I like that's my thing. Like the Odyssey oh, fucking God. rules. I love the Odyssey. All love, like oh, the Achilles island. Though. The, uh, yeah. um, the Iliad, like the Iliad and the Odyssey, are good. That's my take on Greek literature. <laughs> so, I think I think we need to say I think we need to say that if she existed and she was real and she was alive today, Aphrodite would be part of the stable of Jack Antonov's hose. <laughs> she would be a member of Taylor Swift's squad. She, she would be on the Bad Bloods video. Gigi Hadid is Aphrodite. <laughs> um. I know, but I think my favorite Greek story in that myth is, um, uh, oh gosh, how do you pronounce it in English? Antigone? The, Anti- the Antigone, yeah. Is that, yeah, is that yeah. what you say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, gonna, I don't know, so I'm going to let you say it. <laughs> Uh, Oedipus uh, goes I, pretty hard, obviously. Yeah. Oedipus goes hard. Uh, and there's really like Oedipus, Oedipus Rex. Like people forget Oedipus Rex. And it's like, it's a Oedipus Re- Rex. Okay. Okay. This is actually a subject I know a lot about because those two <laughs> plays I studied in high school for classical studies, which I got an mm. A for. So Congrats. I read those plays all the time. I know mm. them so well. Uh, Oedipus Rex fucking shreds. That shit. It's so awesome. Fire. That dude, that dude leaves his home. Because he's so terrified of fucking his mum. And then he ends up fucking the first woman he finds, and it's his real mum. This is the curse. So hard. So so hard. hard. He just goes into like an existential spiral. Whereas, like, in the modern day, people are just jerking off the stepmom porn all the time (laughs) on Pornhub. (laughs) Can can you imagine if that guy lived now? He'd be having a ball. He'd be like, oh, you tell me that I might be fucking my mom? Good. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like, so, like, what I like both about Oedipus Rex and Antigone is, like, it obviously also plays, like, on the rule, like, human law versus divine law, because technically, like, Oedipus' mom didn't raise him, and thus she was not his mom, right? Because, like, they didn't have the familiar relationship. By the way, do you know that because of, like, more and more people being sort of... Um, like made through sperm donation we have like a genetic thread of increased inbreeding because people don't know that they're related that makes sense it does make sense yeah actually yeah uh i mean i still think it'd be a really good bet if i donated sperm i think that'd be a great no yeah yeah, and you get money right I'm, I'm gonna look into this actually. Yeah, I, yeah, because you because you, like you get being because you get money like being a father for people I never have to see. I'm like future. <laughs> uh, speaking of things related to future, like one of my favorite bits in the Odyssey is when like uh, Odysseus gets lost on like an island, uh, like it's called on like by by the mermaids, like Odysseus the and his crew, the sirens. There we go, the sirens, yeah. and like. He just gets stuck. Him, him and his boys just get stuck on this island, just like fucking all the time, eating all the time, drinking all the time. And oh, uh, yeah, uh, this just forgets that, like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be going home to Penelope. That's right. Sucks. Come on, lads. Come on, let's go. It's like Lotus people or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I love that bit. It's plus the Cyclops. Like the Cyclops he, he, goes hard. Like he, he defeats him with a pun. So good. Oh, the Cyclops would know. It's literally just like, yo, you thought the war was a struggle? Try getting home. <laughs> like, and the Achilles is so, like, there's so many great tragedies, but like, Achilles is my great, is my, the great tragedy of the Greek mythology to me because, like, this guy, he's gone through the whole world invincible, 
Like, can't be beaten. Is he's, he's closed off to everything because of that. And just at, right at the end of his greatest triumph, he gets torn down by the one weakness he has. It's just like such a good story. To, so many good stories. Like, look, the storytelling. Obviously, they're full of shit, but the storytelling. My God. Like, I don't know. I, I love the thing I love about Oedipus Rex is the like the protagonist is completely at fault as well. Like mm. it is destiny and personal choice because he does some shitty things in them. And the gods like see that as like, okay, well, you fulfilled this destiny by being cruel. Like you stumble into it, you murdered people, you killed these bandits, you know, you did it without provocation, you killed them, and you left this bereft. And you took another man's wife, basically, because, like, obviously, the politics at the time, widows were not perceived as people. Um, and so you took all these things, you took another man's throne, and now you have to reap the consequences of it. This is, like, obviously very, like, conservative, in a sense. But, like, in terms of, like, the values of the time, the, the, the satisfaction of that loop being paid off at the end is, like, really satisfying as an onlooker to read. Because like everything in that play, he's a huge dickhead in every scene, and so it's like, yeah, well, look what happens. You fucked your mom now. Like, like ah, no, ah, he just goes insane. You, so you, you have you, the thing is, is that your child is your sibling and your your spawn. Like you have to. Oop, I think we lost Logan. He just, he ascended. He ascended, just got two into Oedipus Rex. Oh, there you go, you're back. Yeah, we're going back, yeah. Um, but the the other one, uh, Antigone, Antigone. Yeah. And it's also a Sophocles joint. And it's yeah. about... Sophocles, that it goes hard. Yeah. That's about Oedipus children. So essentially the two, bro- the two sons, son brothers that he has, like after he goes blind and he's like, I'm not gonna be king anymore. They like let's fight for dominance. This, this is no, honestly, it's just like Dune. Yeah, because that's the sequel. Like, that's like the third. Children of Dune is that they just they did they took the no, no, no. So that's the second play, and then Antigone is like after their literal civil war, and like the youngest sister so, wants to bury the yeah yeah brother. No, I, I, so I read Oedipus Rex and I read Antigone, but I didn't remember yeah. really the other the other. But like that's the one I haven't read is the is this Children of Dune. Essentially, um, yeah. Oh, Children of Dune is insane. That is garbage, but beautiful garbage. Do you think like it'll, first... it'll get adapted? No. no he's <laughs> you know, only you know planning the, you know, on doing like the second part of Dune. I know. The, I know the he's planning on doing Dune Messiah, but that would be okay. the ending because that's the ending. Of the... I mean, you can continue the Paul Atreides arc to a certain extent, but it's the ending of the man known as Paul Atreides. The man known um, as Paul Atreides. And the fourth one, uh, do you care about spoilers for like 10,000 years in the age of Dune? Nah, not really. No. Okay, so Paul Atreides' son, Little Two, becomes uh, the god emperor of the galaxy by being a giant worm hmm. that's so, so he becomes the giant worm and, and rules the galaxy through being a giant worm it's and very that, razor head very that's look david lynch is doing fire movie but if he'd actually understood the source material it could have been so so cool and, and if he actually got to make the movie like in an atmosphere he would enjoy he, he like enjoyed yeah, being in instead like, of like I, a big studio thing he's like look i'm, go, adapting, he'd be, he'd be I'm adapting chapter house dude 
I'm not gonna adapt your normal Dune. God Emperor of Dune, that's what I'm doing, not Dune one. Like that God Emperor cool. of Dune. Chapter House Dune. Children of Dune. <laughs> so many Dunes. Um, but I just think that uh, Antigone or Antigone, I, I, I saw my, my I don't know how to pronounce it honestly. Antigone. So okay, Antigone. Antigone, Antigone. Okay. Makes so, they actually makes sense. Yeah. So, but Antigone, um, if I'm wrong, it's my classical studies teacher's fault. But Antigone um, is such an interesting play to me because it's like basically just an entire like ethical exercise, you know? Like, yeah. It's, it's just so, it's philosophical and ethical. And I love that shit. I've always been mm. obsessed with that shit. I think it's so interesting. I love, I had a hyper fixation on Greek mythology when I was a kid. And, mm. so, and even though I never read these plays, they felt like an extension of like the kind of value system that Greek mythology was yeah. based on. And I was so interested in it. And so that's why it was the easiest day I ever had in my life. Because it was such an easy walk in the park thing to analyze those two plays for me because I was so interested. That in uh, my Hamlet piece, which was so easy because I love Hamlet. Hmm. Um, Have you, you ever just think about how... Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> Have you read Sorry, Home you Fire by Camilla Sh- uh, Shamsi? I think it's her name. No, I have not. It's essentially a retelling of Antigone, but in the context of British Muslims. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Oh, home fire, is it called? Yeah, home fire. Two, two words. I will, I will have a, I will add it to my Dropbox, and I'll have a look at it. Uh, but the last thing I'll say about this subject before we wrap up on reminiscence um, is that do you ever just think about how? Um... Oh, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> Oh fuck! Okay, Sorry. Um, you were just thinking about. You weren't uh, reminiscing properly. No, I'm. Re- I've reminisced now. I You've misreminisced. I remember. I reminisced. I'm in the reminiscence zone. Okay. Um, do you ever just think about how Hamlet just stops halfway in the middle to do a play within a play for like an hour, just to fuck around? Just, yeah. Do you ever just think about how he does that? Why did he do that? Why Shakespeare. Not? Why did he, like? But it's. The thing that most annoyed me about the terrible Kenneth Branagh Hamlet is he just said, "All right, we're going to keep all that." And so, in the middle of, I watched it to study, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was sitting through the whole play, but again, I was like, "You, you, you think you understand it, but you're just reciting it, and you do not understand it." Um, that movie sounds you, terrible. Actually. It's terrible because if he understood the play, he would understand what to not put in it to further it is in the telling you know mm-hmm. interpretation isn't just copying it's about like deciding what to like like it'd be like if in dune Denis Villeneuve was just like all the narration we're gonna hear it all you're gonna hear everything you're gonna know every single detail about every little piece of spice or every like feudal conflict from the history of the Harkonnens and he's like you don't need to know that to be to care I- we're gonna make it basic I honestly feel like, like Dune the book is over-explained. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. I love the first Dune a lot. I love Dune Messiah, too. I think mm. Dune Messiah is great. I'm really ex- I hope that in Dune Messiah, he keeps the Duncan Idaho stuff, which is so interesting in the second book, mm. which is so compelling to me. Love, love Duncan Idaho. Duncan uh, Idaho. Duncan Idaho will never die. Plus, plus, plus uh, Jason Momoa would get another payday. Jason Momoa will get paydays for as long as they do doing things. <laughs> Duncan Idaho is in the one 10,000 years later with the, the worm god. Fuck yeah. Duncan Idaho just pops up. There's like an endless series of robots that are all Duncan Idaho. 
Because <laughs> like all robots of Paul Atreides is dead, homie. Because like the first one, everyone was like, "Duncan Idaho is so cool, and he's dead." And so they kept complaining, and he was like, "All right, fine. You want Duncan Idaho? We'll make Duncan Idaho an immortal series of robots that constantly questions if they're actually Duncan Idaho or not." Imagine like a thousand Jason Momoa's. That sounds awesome. It's so cool. I would, I would honestly be down to see like not Denis Villeneuve do it, but like someone, like some random dude, like James Mangold, being put to do <laughs> on like Dune Four, like just some like Ron Howard just doing like like some things. studio stooge, like a guy that just gets hired by studios to just fix shit. Uh, John Watts is directing Dune Five. God. <laughs> Joe and Anthony Russo are ending the Dune saga. Please, God. <laughs> is John uh, Reminiscence the... 2 is being directed by Denis Villeneuve. That would go so hard. Honestly, like, if they, if, if people, like, if you had Reminiscence, like, the exact same movie, and you took out Lisa Joy and you put out, d- directed by Denis Villeneuve, it would have, it wouldn't have, like, an 80 on Rotten Tomatoes, because, like, the script is still a bit, but it would get, like, a 60 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I nominated Reminiscence for Best Original Screenplay in my awards. Fuck yeah. Because it's so cool. Um, but uh, the thing about uh, uh, Reminiscence 2, right, is that there's a memory crime. There's a crime that can only be tapped by memory. But there's only one guy that can do it. And it's Bannister, played by Hugh Jackman. So oh, boy. Jack Jackman from the memory prison so that he can solve the memory crime. But he's been in the memory prison too long. And the memories of Rebecca Ferguson are existing in his current reality he sees her as flashes isn't that like a mix of total recall and inception yes exactly (laughs) so now he has to look he's looking is he seeing her is she come back what is real and what isn't you have to constantly think about what's a memory and what's not a memory so my last thing and then i know because pedro needs to go but when i was a kid uh, I had this idea for a movie, and it would be called "Awake or Asleep?" Question. <laughs> I know about this one. <laughs> it's the it funniest like, shit ever. So I feel like it's like constantly like stacked like abstract concepts of this guy that has struggled like who can't who can't distinguish between dreams and reality, and so he's like got oh, this sexy therapist who's telling all these things, and he's like, she's like, you can't trust your dreams, and he'll suddenly cut, and he's like like covered in cold sweats and he's shaking and someone dead in his his living room he has to figure out if he's awake or asleep and so it's it, it, and the star was going to be joseph gordon levitt yes uh and mr don john himself uh you can tell that i liked the film inception and i wanted to keep on thinking about inception um but no i still think the awake or asleep question mark is a beast title awake or uh, dot 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 or sleep? Question mark? Awake or dot? <laughs> uh, Marcy, do you think that that Joseph Gordon Levitt is awake or is he asleep? <laughs> Who? Yeah. I understood awake as opposed to awake, and I was like, I don't think he's awake. I think he's a like a low key Tory. Um, but oh no, no, it does not look like a Tory. What the hell? Joseph Gordon Levitt voted for Boris Johnson, even though he's American. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. He went, he came to England, he pretended to have an English accent and like faked. Oi, Gov, I'm Joseph Gordon Levitt. I'm from uh, it sounds like a British name, actually. I'm Phoebe Waller Bridges' second cousin. Like, come on, I don't think he's like a, a Boris Johnson Tory, I think he's a Theresa May Tory. Oh, that's. 
as bad. Yeah, like, why are you, can you imagine if Joseph Gordon-Levitt turned out to be homophobic after he, like, was incredible in Mysterious Skin? That would be funny. That would be really funny. That's the funniest person who could be homophobic. And, like, Styles becoming homophobic would be funny. (laughs) Can you imagine if, like, uh, he just, like, oh, yeah, Don John, the movie I wrote and directed, that's just me all along. The rest is just, uh, that's, like, the clearest expression of who I really am. Like, the rest is a public persona. I don't care anymore. I'm 60 years old. Don John is the real me. Rom rom comes with just like porn. Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> My pad. I want. I'm gonna. I'm gonna become a porn critic and use <laughs> about porn. Just watched uh, Captain Marvel XXX. Uh, thought the cinematography was great. The mise en scene was a little lacking. I give it five out of ten. Um, I think we should have more poor reviews. Surely there's like oh yeah they they now have porn on Letterboxd so look her look look all I'm saying is a battle of dangerous titties they could be a little perkier so the film loses <laughs> some points for that. Uh, Elsa Jean's new boob job makes her look like a hyena with a blonde wig on. Zero out of ten. Can you imagine, like, a whole paragraph dedicated to, like, how well, like, a guy strokes or something? Look, in the film One Night in Paris, starring Paris Hilton, her final blowjob is one of the greatest cock-sucking feats I've ever seen a celebrity <laughs> It is unfortunate that the rest of the film has very poor cinematography. The mise-en-scene is considerably lacking in this one. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. All I could think about is how many blowjob scenes you have in three, 365 days. Ah, you, you have like blo- you have a blowjob scene per each like yeah, shopping mall true. montage, which I found. Yeah, like, 365 days is just like shop like the girl is shopping because women be shopping, am I right? And then it cuts to like and then the guy's like berating her and is like it, it just the scene just ends up with her giving him a blowjob. Go suck in my cock. <laughs> No, it's it's good that you're doing like an Italian accent because the guy's like Polish and Italian, right? That's no, no, no. He's, like, he's Italian, Italian, and the girl is Polish, but like they're, yeah. they're so Polish, so they're trash. Yeah, exactly. Okay, do you know what the funniest hybrid of countries are? Mm-mm. Okay. Imagine being an Italian from Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, I've put the I've, I've put the poutine on the pizza. <laughs> it sounds a bit like Harden Scott. I know. What if Harden Scott was from Quebec? What made Anaton? No, 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 no. Put the gravy on the chip, Tessa. Mamma mia. What if Harden Scott was Italian American? <laughs> Tessa, I watched The Sopranos. You know this. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, but Harden's cause is played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Don John. <laughs> like, Tessa is just, like, pining over it, yeah. Don John. Look, all I'm saying is Don John should review porn on his blog at wordpress.com. Don John 2. Where he now believes in love, but also keeps writing porn reviews on the side. You know, and the movie I, starts imagine, with like, okay. uh, 
like a Netflix, uh, like uh, like every Kissing Booth movie starts with like a voiceover, like insane montage. Don John Two, uh, Netflix exclusive, starts like Don John now knows what the, the the how how precious love is, and he even enjoys a rom com now and then. But he also keeps uh, his porn habit uh, through a blog where he writes reviews. Don John just like becomes like a um a person that like really wants you to believe that porn is an art form and like will advocate the hell out of that. Like all I'm saying is that uh imagine like getting the Vimeo screeners for like gangbang porn. Like you go <laughs> like you have the passcode in and it's just like big boobs xxx69 and you get the screen here and then you're like I, look at I've, I've, I've told you this when that was yeah like one time i was trying to pirate uh wrestling and it turns out to be just, it turned out to be just porn love that <laughs> look there's so much porn on torrent sites if you really wanted to uh, the guy who has a google tribe of of obscure porn that that should be me like you know how people have Google Drive for like yeah like the most movies yeah like eighties like deathmatch wrestling but it's like like twenty tens porn that got removed from Pornhub for breaking the rules oh no there are dudes like that for sure like and, and, and like some of the porn movies that are now on Leatherbox like that have like three v three like watches like surely like whoever added them to the database just keeps them on the Google Drive and just, just passes like, them around I'm, like okay, it's scum. I'm gonna say it. exactly Who's that's what I was thinking porn? about. Like the last thing I remember, like specifically watching only Google Drive drives was scam. Yeah, Logan, you missed out on the on the scam Google Drive craze in 2017. Oh, I, did. I, I watched we, me and Jillian have watched the Bradley Cooper chef show Kitchen Confidential, where he plays Jack Bourdain, not Anthony <laughs> Bourdain, Jack Bourdain, uh, in a show that was not well received but is very funny. And you should watch it. But wait, is this a reality show or no? It's like a, it's like so it's like a dramatization of Kitchen Confidential, the book by Anthony Bourdain. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's fictional and sitcom, and he's playing Jack Bourdain. When was this? Was Bradley had Bradley Cooper? So oh, so he hadn't blown up yet. Okay, so it was like Wedding Crashers era. So okay, okay. Guy, like, so I didn't like, know Bradley Cooper. Actually, I have no clue what Bradley Cooper's career looked like before, like, the mid-2000s. It is... The thing about Bradley Cooper to me is it's weird that he's one of the best actors alive because none of his career trajectory should suggest that. He just came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, as certain... Like, like, he was the dude from The Hangover for so long. He was in, like, Wedding Crashers and, like, All About Steve. And at a certain point, he was just like, I'm just going to be the best at everything that I'm in. Yeah, he just became fire. Like, just directed a legitimately great movie. Like, what the hell? Just walk. He's gonna play Leonard Bernstein. He's gonna have gay sex with Matt Bomer. Just turns up for like six minutes in Licorice Pizza and delivers the most cocaine fueled performance of all time. Dropped a goat level performance in Nightmare Alley. Killed it. Absolutely shredded that lead role. Uh, Killed it in one of my least favorite movies, Silver Linings Playbook, where he's monumental in it i think he's that's that's my pick for best performance in a movie i don't like is him in that movie yeah he's really good i think, think j law is giving one of the worst performances i've ever seen he's giving one of the best it's this huge contrast of performance like, j law's performance in silver linings playbook has the same energy as psycho freak by camila cabello it does indeed she beat she beat uh emmanuel riva for Amur, which i laugh at a lot I think it's really funny. I don't like Amber, but I think it's funny that like seeing the old lady with dementia, like convincingly look like she's experiencing dementia, and then someone's like, "No, nah, we gotta give it to the psycho freak. She's in the Hunger Games." 
Like she's kooky. But like it all turned out well because Chastain ten years later won her Oscar for for one of the funniest movies of all time, The, the Eyes of Tammy Faye. Marcy is Pedro Medivar's Oh God, you need to see Eyes of Tammy Faye. It's so funny. It's so funny. I don't want to watch it because it ignores the Jessica Han allegations of rape by Jim Baker. Well, Jim Baker is a very Bad. Oh yeah, Jim Baker fucking sucks. Yeah, they do not glorify Jim Baker. I, I had okay. no idea. I had no idea. Yeah, they portray Jim Baker as a pretty shit dude, but they do ignore all that. I had no idea who these people were before Jillian. We watched mm-hmm. me, Logan, and Jillian watch them, and Jillian like explained the entire backstory. Yeah, I learned a lot. Yeah, yeah it's like great insight. And oh, yeah, okay, guys, I gotta go. <laughs> you gotta, I gotta go. go to sleep. I'm not functioning. I'm definitely not not awake. I'm not. Are you awake or asleep? Question. <laughs> I am asleep. I am asleep. Awake. You're like you're like the sleepy time teacher. Yeah. yeah. W- yeah. One final question: Who would play the sexy therapist in Awake or Asleep? Uh, Yvonne Stravowski from the <laughs> Chuck. Because I wanted to fuck her when I was ten years old. <laughs> I wanted Emma Stone to be my therapist. I like her voice. That would be great, yeah. You, Pedro, Marcy, shaking hands, Emma Stone. Emma Stone, absolutely. Everyone loves Emma Stone. Uh, honestly, Bradley Cooper as my therapist would be fire. Bradley Cooper just I says, think... okay, you know how you solve your problems? Adderall. More <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> I want Sean Mendes to be my therapist and just like, like I'm talking about my depression. He's like, hmm, it's giving share. Mm-hmm. All right. Guy who logs every porn he watches on Letterboxd and puts the tags on it. But no, but that exists. That literally exists now. I just, I just think that's funny. Like, who, it is, who it is here, funny. Who was out here seeing like, yeah, we need to put like the like, like some bukkake porn on Letterboxd so we can review it. Like, who was doing like, that? I, I think it's cool that the the porn feature on Letterboxd exists, but for like long lost, like, uh, or or like long underappreciated. Like Jesus Franco. Yeah, porn. exactly, absolutely. Like, like, um, like porn that's like historically significant, especially Deep in like. Deep deserves to be on there. Like, yeah, it's, like historical there. significance in film and like significant in like gay cinema, especially because there's a lot mm-hmm. of gay porn. It's like meaningful to that. So like. It it is cool that they added it. It's a lot of a lot of old old, old pornography. But like that had three launchers. No, some of it's just incredibly sad. Like what what the why why the fuck is this on Letterboxd? It's like when I find like a like a Dragon Gate USA show on on Letterboxd. Anyway, that's going way too deep. I love I love the I love the posters on porn for Letterboxd. Like oh, yeah, they're all blood. <laughs> I know what this movie is. <laughs> Get, logging on to Letterboxd to give two stars to a porn movie. Uh, like, what's the? Like, let me try and search for a random porn. Like, if I don't a porn, know. Uh, the the review for porn should be: Did it work? Did it make you feel oh, turned on? Okay, yes. this exists. American Bukaki. American Bukaki Two. American Bukaki Business. American Bukaki Military Grade. Oh yeah, there's Call of Duty porn parodies that are really terrible. Oh god, no. Porn is terrible. I'm so this is... like there's a point Christ. in my life where I just started getting so depressed by porn that I just was just like I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. The, the only time I ever watch porn now is to laugh at it. Like when we watched SummerSlam. God I spliced together porn and Chris Benoit's theme music. That was funny. 
Uh, I played porn at Jillian when I wanted her to stop talking. <laughs> I was just like, Jillian, it's like 2 a.m. We need to get you to sleep. And so I just started playing porn on my phone and showed it at her until she stopped. <laughs> she was like, talk- she was talking about like fucking glee or something. And I was just like, okay, Jillian, it's 2 a.m. You have work in the morning. Let's get you to sleep. She wouldn't listen. So. She, she just kept going on and on about Glee. I she respect like, that. Who doesn't? She was, she was like, the gay stuff in Glee is not all bad. I really like the dad of uh, the gay kid, Kurt. You, uh, you know what? Get me and Jillian on a Zoom session and we'll discuss that. And you'll be the God, judge. It's going to be so annoying at each other. <laughs> Marcy, you should meet Jillian at some point. She's crazy. You'll love her. I'd like to, yeah. I was yeah. just thinking about how the only time I watch porn is when my friends send me like a very amateurish video because she thought they might be like her friend from middle school and like she wanted me. Holy shit. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> You're not a porn person, Marcy. No. No, no, no. Okay. Guys, it's, I really should go because I have to get up like extremely early tomorrow. I really enjoy erotica and smut though. That's that's What all kind I'm of good. erotica? I'm just curious. Like bad erotica. <laughs> okay yeah like the worst the worst and more like embarrassing I, is the better i really enjoy sort of um business ceo like workout but has daddy issues and like there's this and he's a playboy and whatever and but there's this one girl that he can't stop thinking like i found it very very funny and i like to read it from time to time so so if you had to pick an ideal man it'd be christian gray no, Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> no, like if I want to no. like, read smart that I actually enjoy, like for the purposes that I'm supposed to enjoy, I usually just revert to reading Herm- Dramione smart from like my high school. Oh, days. yeah, Dramione stuff. Good lord. <laughs> also, Hermione? Draco and Hermione, yeah. Are you a are you a Pottermore person? No, I'm an enemies to lovers person. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So you want so your dream entanglement <laughs> is to be with someone that makes you feel terrible and then doesn't? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Right. If I ever become single, I'm gonna start insulting you real rapidly. Just letting you know. I'm gonna call you a Jezebel. I'm gonna call you a harlot. You already called me a Jezebel and the harlot when I said I well, don't like clean. Well, we're starting on a good trace then. You're my you're my backup plan, I guess. <laughs> um, horses in the stable. <laughs> you gotta have backup. You got look. If your main horse uh, dies of cholera, you gotta have a second one. <laughs> Go get back Guys, the saddle. It's, it's going to going off the rails or off off the the saddle. I don't know. I want to okay. go to sleep. All right, I'll let you go. I'm gonna play Lego Star Wars. I okay, actually never up. liked Lego Star Wars. I was more like a Lego Pirates of Caribbean person. Do you ever play Lego Indiana Jones? Yeah. Shit went hard. Yeah. Crazy hard. Anyway, I will let you go to bed, both of you. Goodbye. Goodbye. This was Bye. great fun. All the crazy shit I did tonight Those will be the best memories I just wanna let it go for the night That would be the best therapy for me All the crazy shit I did tonight Those will be the best memories I just wanna let it go for the night
would be the best therapy for me. Hey, 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 hey,